hey, hey, it is Friday, April 29th, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on the West Coast. I am Brandon Belisle, and this is Success Never Sleeps, where we as a collective of critical thinkers, disruptors, small business owners, entrepreneurs, and of course, martial arts school owners believe that disruption and innovation is a healthy yin to the yang balance of tradition and art to create a business that's not only sustainable and growth oriented, but one that is rooted in our core values and allows us to take care of our families, our teams, give back to the community and serve at the highest level. I wanna thank my sponsors, of course. My sponsors as always are, we got Market Muscles, Kids of Life Skills, My Studio and LC accounting, all companies that I believe in, all companies that focus on purpose and values and service first. I say it all the time, people before profits, and I truly believe service is the new profit. I was watching a uh, piece yesterday on Steve Jobs that came across LinkedIn, and some reporter was just attacking him, you know, and his reply to his, the whole line of questioning was, we would never begin our day by sitting with a bunch of coders and software engineers and going, hey, let's design this really neat thing with all these bells and whistles and then try to sell it to people. And he was relating it to a printer they had made that had all the latest technology and they were going to try to sell it. And that was one of Steve Jobs' aha moments. He says, today, and that was back then, Apple's behavior is we think about the customer experience first right? What best serves the customer? And then we work backwards. So just imagine for a moment, if we did that in our business, right? What if we designed a curriculum, we trained our team to create that best customer experience first, to serve our demographic first? What would that look like? Instead of this is the way I do it, this is where my teacher did it, this is the way their teacher did it. So the parent must understand. You with me? So I'm very passionate about that, that, that mindset. And I get a lot of my information and inspiration from the tech world. I, I mean, I admit that being here close to Silicon Valley, a lot of that radiates with me on, on so many levels and resonates with me on so many levels. So I'm going to keep sharing that passionately. Let's do a little housekeeping. What do we got coming up? It's time life belief, right? Believe. Uh, we only have nine spots left for the four-day experience. I'm really, really excited to offer that to you. It is a four-day retreat, and we will work on systems design. We will work on curriculum development. We will work on your brand. We will work on staff development. We will work on social media. We'll work on everything in my God, 35 plus years of owning various small businesses, I believe I'm well-versed and understand how to run a small business really, really well and all the different hats you need to wear. But more than that, in the four-day experience, it's about personal development, right? To really find that balance so you can be a happy person and enjoy all your wealth. I think that's a good day. My special guest, of course, at that event is going to be Sam On. Sam On is, is one of my financial mentors. He is a good friend, he's, he, and he's somebody that that I, I have a lot of respect and I look up to in many ways. You want to come hang out for that. Sam's going to help you. He's one school owner with 100 some odd students, I believe, and he has he's a multimillionaire, and I know that for a fact. He is a multimillionaire, and I think that's the myth in our industry. We believe to accumulate wealth, the only way to do that is with multiple schools, and that's simply not true. 
You know, you diversify your portfolio, you invest in the market, you buy real estate, whatever the case may be. Um, there's many ways to create wealth. I believe what's important for me is creating a sense of balance in my life where I can spend quality family time as well as take care of my teams. I'm really proud. Uh, one of my other guys just bought a house, right? So two of my top guys both bought houses in the past couple of years, and they're both brothers. So I'm very humbled and proud to be able to share that with them. So you want to come to It's Time Live Believe. The QR code is there. Get signed up. There's only nine spots left for the four-day experience. Of course, wisdom. I'm in the middle of working with wisdom with people right now. It is my most ambitious uh, mentoring program to date. I'm in your back pocket. I work with you 24-7. You know, there's a lot of work involved. Make no mistake. And if you're not ready to do that type of work, don't make that investment. There's a lot of reading. There's a lot of writing. All all trademarks of successful people. Successful people read a lot. Successful people write a lot. But I think what's really different about wisdom is the learned experience that is cultivated through it, right? Information by itself is useless. Once you apply it and you get results, then you have learned experience. And that's the word that, 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 that I've coined and I want you to write it down, learned experience. Information, it's just information. Our goal is to get to that point where it's learned experience. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So what do I got coming up? I'm also going to be at BAM's event, and we're going to talk about this. It's coming up in August. You're going to want to be there, and, and BAM's going to share a lot more of that. So I'm going to touch back on that one in a minute. But I wanted to share this with you. You know, to me, the bottom line is if everything I share and teach you does not equal profit at the end of the day, then... I'm just famous in my own mind. So here's our stats so far. There's Millbrae, there's San Francisco. These are our numbers. And now I share this passionately because it's going to lead into another slide. I do zero, zero digital marketing right now, other than our website and posting at social media, right? Which I think is more of influence-based marketing than it is um, marketing in the traditional sense, right? Um, we do none of it. Zero, but we do spend heavily in curriculum development. We spend a lot on our staff, you know, training our staff. We spend a lot on, on the resources and time, develop our culture, our systems, the things I believe it really takes. And, and other data to help reinforce that mindset is, is Tesla. You know, Tesla does zero and, and he spends zero dollars on advertising year after year. But check this out. Tesla does spend about $3,000 per car sold on research and development, triples the amount of other traditional automakers. So think about that for a moment. Yeah, Elon Musk does not want to spend money on advertising. He, he, he's made that really clear. And that's, that's, you know, his core value. He lives from that. And with that said, if you think about this positioning, imagine if you put three times as much money, right? In this case, he puts triple that in research and development than uh, traditional, other traditional automakers. Think what you currently spend on your payroll, which you spend on staff training, which you spend on de developing your curriculum and reviewing it and shooting new curriculum videos. If you did that, you probably wouldn't need to spend any money on advertising. We don't. Right now, in our digital marketing, we spend zero other than our website and maintaining the social post at our Google and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we do none of it, none of it, no paid. So think about that. And, and when, when Tesla 
when I learned that many years ago about Tesla, I thought it was just hype. But as it goes on and on and on, it continues to walk that path. And it's something that's very inspirational because it is disruptive. But I think more so than that, it's powerful. It's just, it, you know, it just ugh, makes the hair stand up on my arms. So I want you to take note of that as I share that data with you. So, all right, so hop into this. I'm going to bring on my special guest, Willie Bam Johnson. Um, I'm going to give a little backstory there. You know, I've never met Bam personally in person, but we created a brotherhood and a kinship and show you the power of, of, of virtual and, and just how we are connected through the internet. You know, his wife was going through a bout of cancer and I just took it upon myself to create a fundraiser. And that was just my thing. I, you know, I just who I am. And, and, and we did good, you know, it, it made a difference. And through that, I've been blessed. And, and I thank God for that to create a relationship with Bam. Um, and, and I look forward to hanging out with him at his event coming up in August. And he's going to come aboard. Between him and I, we have over 100 years of martial arts training, teaching, owning schools, creating programs. You know, Bam's going to share some of the programs he's created. But really what it inspires me is to be that disruptor continually. If you're not cultivating content that influences and impacts the industry that we serve, then growing to that point of balance, happiness, and profitability will never come to fruition, right? We can teach, teach, teach all day long, but the minute we're cultivating content and information that serves the industry beyond our brick and mortar location, then we really can take ourselves to another level to impact. Cool, cool, cool. And if you have questions for Bam, go ahead and put them in there, okay? All right, let, let me get this thing queued in. Keep those questions coming for me, Marco. If there's any questions, um, I'm not going to be looking too much at the comments. So if you can feed them to me, Marco, I would love you, sir. I'd love you for that. Cool. Where you at, Bam? There you are, my brother. Can you hear me, sir? Can you hear me? You're connecting to the audio, it says there at Zoom, sir. There you are. Hey, hey, sir, how are you? What's happening, my brother? How are you, man? I'm just doing what I do. Got to hustle. Got to keep the grind going, right? Yeah. The hustle and grind. You know, and, and often it's so funny because me and Bam both grew up, you know, in poverty, in the ghetto. Um, you know, we both share this story openly. Um, I have, you know, my brother was a major drug dealer. And, and back in the day, I ran drugs for him. And I was on that corner, just like Bam and I both share that story. So it's so funny. Sometimes when we talk, my language goes right there. The grind, the hustle, you know, yeah, I, I get it, my brother. So I want to start with the event. You know, let's do that first. Share with everybody what we're doing in August and how they can get involved and how that's going to serve. Okay, well, it's called the Warriors Mindset Social Entrepreneurship Event, which is really talking about going deep down and dealing with social issues. I mean, we have, I call it the five pillars of success, God, family, community, and then your business, and then your legacy. So this event is truly allowing us to really tap into the community. Many people, no disrespect, many people talk about tapping in and helping the community but a lot of times it's for reasons to get a new contract, to, you know, to get the mayor to sign a letter, you know, or take a photo op. This event is truly about 
tapping into the communities and really bringing about profitable change. It's going to be held at one of the biggest NASCA events called the North, um, NASCA North American Sports Karate Association, the U.S. Capital Classics, which is one of the biggest events. We um, did an event um, there before with um, EFC a couple of years ago, which was a convention. But that convention had a lot to do with us coming up with the idea of doing something like this be, uh, before, bringing in martial art tournaments and business. Because you got to remember, most of the martial art business people come from tournament circuits. So we're just going back to the roots of bringing a, the, the two worlds together and trying to connect with everybody and really giving everybody a chance to really tap into the community. You talk about the struggle, um, the similarities in our, in our upbringing, but how many kids are probably still going through that? How many businesses are, are surrounded? And we're not, when we talk about social entrepreneurship, we're not just talking about the inner city. This is a universal problem, especially after um, COVID. This is in, in all economical levels and in all different types of communities. So we, we have to be of service to all the communities that are in dire need. It's funny, a lot of times when me and my wife talk about issues like this, a lot of times people say, oh man, you're in Baltimore. We don't live in Baltimore. I was raised in Baltimore. I come back, I come from Baltimore. I serve Baltimore, but my, I live in one of the wealthiest counties in Maryland, which is Howard County, Columbia. And our school is in one of the wealthiest counties. So. Uh, I, I like people to get away from that stereotype because I, I relate a lot back to the community. People continue to associate us as still being in the community. You know, we serve the community. We're trying to get people in, in that sort of mindset, an opportunity to believe that they can be more. And sometimes you can have all the money in the world and still have a poverty mindset. Yes, so that's what, this, well, that's what well, this event's about. Yeah, I think really, my brother, the yin-yang mindset you know, I'm always having to backpedal too and tell people, hey man, just because I'm spiritually grounded and, and I'm the tree hugging California guy, don't think I don't understand how to make money and I don't value money and how to use money. So I feel you on that. The big thing I, I, I'm hearing here is pay it forward, number one, and stop going with that impoverished mindset. What's in it for me? I found yeah. it extremely appalling, you know, after the whole Chris Rock uh, Will Smith thing, how many martial arts schools took that photo of him slapping Chris Rock and capitalized it and trying to sell adult martial arts classes and different things all over social media? Yeah. I was appalled by that. Or if somebody, if there's a mass shooting or something in their community, all of a sudden they have a gun workshop on how to defend against the gun. You're right. And, and I think that really, for me, it's always left such a bad taste in my mouth. It's capitalizing on, on, on what's going on. And, and, and I think it's very unfortunate because it is short-sighted. It's not based upon your culture. It's not based upon the purpose of your business or your why, right? So I agree with that, my brother. So why, so, so why should the school owner want to come to this, sir? Well, one, we need to understand how to truly give back to our community. Let's just be real. Come on, guys. Let's be real. You can say you could call me up. You could you could put me up on, on, on wherever you want to put in and say, oh man, well, I no, 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 no. I'm I'm I come from that community. I was one of those kids. And when, you know, and when we talk about it, we still are not serving. One of the things that I I, I regret when I first started off running my business and we were all thinking about making all the money. And I don't get me wrong, profitable change. You need money to change the community. So Poverty, poverty just create more poverty. So the difference in what we're bringing, we're showing you how to bring about profitable change so the communities can become self-supported through its own contributions. 
We know how to do that. I know how to do that. I started our business with $20 in a dream. And I'm still able to go back to the city and do all those things. But I'm trying to give the kids a chance to become their own young entrepreneurs. I'm trying to give the parents a chance to be to see a different mindset. We are we have a, 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 a martial arts business that are in those communities, and we should be the leaders in serving our communities. We should. We we teach mind, body, and spirit. How come all the yoga studios are making a killing and we're not making a killing? It just makes no sense. That's not right. Well, I, I think going back to the roots, sir, how many martial arts schools, Bam, have gotten rid of meditation in all their classes? Right? Well, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, it's but some martial arts schools never even implemented those those sort of programs in their martial arts class. Yeah, but meditation was always a part of the martial arts from day one. And it's amazing how people take it out because it's not convenient. Nobody wants to learn it. It's hard to teach. A kid can't sit still. You know, but you look at all the most successful people, they meditate. They meditate, right? I mean, LeBron pushes Calm, the app Calm all the time. You know, meditation should be an integral part of any person's life who wanted to be balanced and happy, but even more so for the stressful life of a small school owner and entrepreneur, and of course, for our children in today's world, meditation is, is that opportunity to find that inner peace while everything's so tumultuous around us, right? Well, I think one of the things that we gotta, let's just be honest, modern martial arts is important because we have to adapt, but even gangsters went to church, even killers <laughs> pray, you know what I'm saying? I mean, let's just be real. I mean, if you want to go that deep, let, let's be real. They, I mean, you, you see them, they go to church. They, they still find a higher purpose, a higher power. But when we focus so much on modern martial arts, kill combat, traditional martial arts is based upon mind, body, and spirit. As you get older, you evolve, especially, I know that in Kung Fu, we evolve to more of internal arts. We yes. evolve into the Tai Chi, the, the Qigong, Qigong, and the yeah. Bagua, and things like that. Those mm -hmm. things are to give you longevity. You know, we should be living the second half of our lives better than the first half of our lives. Yes, sir. That's important. And if we're not teaching that to our kids, I mean, we when we when we go back to serve the community, I'm not trying to teach a kid who's confused about who he is or, or don't have emotional or, or mental control about how to kill. I'm trying to teach that young kid how to love himself and then return when he learns how to love himself, how to be physically fit and confident and being able to avoid fighting. But when you understand the consequences of all those negativities, and they learn how to meditate. They learn how to, you know, stop for a minute, take a breathe, take a breather, let that feeling play out all the way to the other side. And if and if you like the consequences of that action that you're gonna take to hurt your friend, then go ahead and follow through with it. But if you play it all the way through, it's either jails, institutions, or death. So what do you choose? I choose none of those. So, sir, I'm gonna rest this feeling. I'm gonna do some push-ups, I'm gonna do some burpees, I'm gonna do whatever I can do not to react. We got it, but the, the the sad thing about it, it's not just kids, it's adults. Yes, sir. Road we have rage, a problem with adults. Mass shooting, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel you on that. And and one of my wisdom clients just got back from somebody's event and they said, Wow, this person this person preached life skills, you preach life skills, Melody Johnson preaches life skills. 
hmm, maybe our martial arts schools should be focusing on teaching those types of life skills. No one's going to go to a soccer coach and say, teach my kid focus and discipline. They will walk in our school and demand it. What I would challenge us on, though, when people are trying to say, you know, your life skills education institute and martial arts is the vehicle. I think it needs to be a little more synergy, a little more simpatico of equality, right? I think that needs to be there because if I'm going to place life skills above the physicality of martial arts, I think I'm going to be unbalanced. So I think it's important that if we're going to promote that part, you know, I'm heavy on the life skills. It's a big part of what I do that I want to make sure they are quality martial artists as well. And I believe the stereotype in the industry, oh, you're one of those life skills guys, your martial arts sucks. Or I'm one of these thugs that just teach people to beat up people. You, you have no character. So what's your take on that? Well, I think that's a lack of immaturity for a martial artist. Because if you're a leader and you're saying that about someone else, it's about mind, body, and spirit. Come on. I've been through hell and back. And the thing that helped me was meditation. It was prayer. It was writing to God every day. And I still do the same things. I mean, come on. That, that's a given. I mean, even if you grew up as a kid, your parent took you to church and told you to, you know, when everything's going wrong, make a prayer to God and God have you have faith. Spiritual development and all that stuff is no different than having faith and believing in the unseen. I mean, I just don't understand how I, I'm, I'm blessed that I came up in that life, that, that element within my family. But I'm also blessed to know that my instructor taught me that. I'm blessed to know that when I went to China, it talked about mind, body, and spirit. I mean, my, my instructor, Master Brown, said, when we have so much blood, there's nowhere else to go but peace. When there's so much violence, there's nowhere else to go but harmony and peace. That's the yin and the yang. You can't have all, how, how much, how many times can you keep on doing push-ups and hardcore external energy without a balance of, of, of mind, body, and spirit and meditation and relaxation? You're going to destroy the body. Even though we say grind, think about the word grind. You can't always grind. You got to chill too. Yes. yes. But that's what we're supposed to be as martial artists. But maybe, maybe if you're not living it, maybe it's kind of hard for you to understand it. I live it. You can follow me 24-7. You can follow my wife and my family. You ain't going to catch me do nothing the opposite of what I preach and teach. Yes. Well, and we know that's always a huge issue just with the humans, right? Humans say one thing and they do another. I think with that as a leader of a business and, and owning a small business, if you do that, then people don't trust you. You have to walk the talk. You have to do what you say. And that's important. And you and I are both very transparent about our lives because for me, and I think this is a big one, we think, you know, I'm the head instructor. I can't show any vulnerability. I can't show any weakness when truly the yin to the yang, our vulnerability is our strength. And once you get those skeletons out of the closet, if everything's in the light of day, then we have no need to waste all this energy on going, well, which lie did I tell them? How do I suppress that? Oh, I, you know, and then that's, so I think I see that a lot just in humanism, but a lot in our industry, a lot in our, why is that, do you think? But once again, if, if in order to be true, I mean, I got a, Grandmaster Jury said something that was, God bless his soul. The man in the mirror, that was one of his favorite speeches, the man in the mirror. See, I can look at myself in the mirror and I can smile at me and I can be happy with me. I can love me a long time ago, over 33 years ago. I couldn't do that, no, you know, sir. but now I can do that. I can do that every day. I love the person that I am because I don't lie and I don't cheat and I don't steal. and I don't take from people. 
I probably did that back then, but I did that for because I, I only understood. I thought that selling drugs and hustling was the only way to get my mom off of welfare. So even back then, that's that's the way I came up. But when I realized there was a better way, I refused to go that way. I, 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 I'm committed to being the best person I can possibly be. When I walk in my dojo, I want trust with all my parents and my students. I'm not trying to like manipulate them and take advantage of them and get over on them. And I think when you're real about that, people can sense that. If, if, if you got, we don't sell, we attract. As a matter of fact, I don't sell programs. I don't sell people on my school. We attract people to come to our school and we happy and we grateful and we blessed. And we thank every parent and student that come to our school and saying, thank you for giving us a chance to help your kid. Forget trying to be egotistical and being some superhero. Even, even, even Superman can be destroyed with kryptonite. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> hey, come on. Every well, hero and, 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 and honestly, that's what I love when I watch, you know, superhero movies. They always suffer. They're always vulnerable. And that yin and yang is always represented in a Disney movie everywhere that, you know, they always show the two contrasts. So why don't we? And you're right. It is ego and fear based. I love writing a blog about being abused as a child and why I'm so committed to the martial arts and helping empower kids. You know, it's appalling today. Some 13 year old girl is going to wake up and and because she was cyber bullied so much, she's going to take her own life. A front kick's not going to fix that. But you're right, the meditation, the life skills component that can be taught to children with the vessel of physical strength in the martial arts is a very unique combination. And that's why we witnessed so many professional athletes suffer mentally, you know, they're abusive because they were never given that component, right? Unless they had an exceptional coach along the way. So I think that life skills component, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, once they all catch wind of that and it becomes equal measure with the physicality. Imagine if you had to learn a life skill and equal with learning how to do a layup in basketball or work on your three ball. It was mandatory. So if you did an hour of three ball, you had to do an hour of sitting in a classroom learning about a life skill, a skill set to help you be a, not only a better athlete, but a better person, right? I think that would be huge, huge. Well, well and, that, and these are the things that we're talking about when we talk about the warrior mindset, social entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. we're, we're teaching on those, those pillars of success because once again, I, I'll tell you, so I always think about when I first started, parents would always come to you and say, can you talk to my kid about drug addic addiction or awareness? Um, because I really don't want to tell him about it. But didn't you do it too? You came up in the 60s, so you smoked yeah. the you weed and you did yeah. all those things. But for some reason, you don't want to tell your kid about it. Now, all of a sudden, one day when you think your kid is ready, you begin to have that conversation. But your kid now say, you lied to me. That's no different than a teacher. You're walking around. Your life skills should be based upon your personal experience. Your life skills shouldn't. Isn't that what martial arts is truly all about? It's about the art of personal expression. So if I, if I, if I teach you a pathway of my own life skills, it's to free you from mine to find your own. And then your own become real to you. That's what martial arts is all about, the art of personal expression. If we are holding people hostage with our own personal life skills, and manipulating people with our own curriculums, we have not served them. What's gonna happen when they have to go out and fish for themselves? They're gonna be destroyed. We then took away the true essence of what martial arts is because of business. It's about personal expression. I say this one thing, today I celebrate 33 years of being clean and sober. 
So my life today far outweighs the life of when I did negative stuff. Yes, sir. 13 years ago, a man told me that I needed to come home and be a man. And it, there's no excuse for that. And being a man and being a good human being has nothing to do with a black belt or some false title or mastership or Supreme Grandmaster World Championship titles. That has something to do with what we do every day. That has something to do with the genuine conversations that me and you have and all the speakers that are coming. Those people that are coming and present, these are genuine people. They, they, they're not about lying and cheating. They can admit when they made a mistake or, or whatever. So I want to be around people like that. And I want to grow with people like that. And I want to build students like that. Because guess what? When you're that real with a parent and a student, one day if you put the best out to your students, one day you just might need the support of your student to help you do something emotional. Yes, so sir. you get back what you put out. And the flip side to ego, if we don't understand, it means easing God out. So if you egotistical, that means you don't have a God in your life. That's what I was told. Well, I think also, because we're so, I get it. It's fear-based thinking. You're a young business. You're coming up. You need to make rent. You got to pay bills. So that hustle and grind sometimes takes precedent in your mindset, you know, over being grounded, making sure that we're people before profit paying it forward. You know, you hear me say that service is the new profit. Uh, the reason I share my numbers openly with people, because they need to know that you can live right and make tremendous money. Not everything has to be, I have to get over on you, right? What's in it for me? You know, what's my angle? That's why that whole thing about, I closed three new students today. And when I see that as a comment, I'm going closed, you should be opening to a new relationship and the potential of impacting their lives. Why are you closing it? Why would you even use that word? Because it's salesmanship. I want to close the deal. A person's not a deal. A person's a human being we're investing in relationships in. And people go, well, what's your ROI on that? Well, look at my numbers. I mean, it, but that's how we live. I had a whole discussion about KPIs yesterday. And I follow my KPIs reasonably, make no mistake. but there is no KPI for treating somebody right. There's no KPI for, you know, serving somebody an extra five minutes at the end of your long day when you'd rather go home and you just, this student needs five more minutes of love. How can you measure that, right? You, you simply can't measure that. So here we are, bam, post-pandemic. We've both in this, been in this game a long time. We've both been very successful in our martial arts career and businesses. Post-pandemic, what do you recommend? What should the school owners be doing right now? Well, you, one of the things is that you need to, per, students and parents want trust. They're going to spend their money with people that they trust because they're already afraid to spend their money because they don't have, they're trying to hold on with what little bit they got to recover from. So the people that are signing up, I mean, I'm not bragging, but for us to come back from family vacation and sign up six people in like the last three days, that's great. Yes, you sir. know, but that's trust. That, that was trust. That, we don't even, uh, we, and I'm not bragging, but I, it goes back to community. We don't advertise. We're right next to the mayor's office. I mean, all these things, people just, you've been, we've been here, we service people. And as Mr. Nick Kokinas, who I love so wholeheartedly and one of the most trustworthy people I have ever met in my life and never passed judgment on me and everything that I teach and represent comes from the legacy that he instilled inside me and my family's heart and soul. One of the things that he always said is if you take care of people, people will take care of you. And the greatest promotion that you can have, if you want to call it promotion, is referral. 
and people like you right. and people are excited about you, as Steve Lavalley say, they're going to shout to the rooftop and they're going to tell the whole world about you. And then guess what? When those people come in, they already know how much you charge. They right. already know about your operation. And they're ready to sign up. Yep. Can't get no and, and I think that's the big thing, you know, going back to my Tesla post just you know, at the top of the show, they do use influencer marketing. They influence people through quality products. They influence by putting a lot of money into research and development into each car, three times the amount of the average automaker. You know, two weeks ago, I was the auctioneer and we raised all that money for the Millbury Educational Foundation, right? Over $100,000. And my business is very instrumental in that process. This Saturday, I will be uh, doing the virtual auction for the Millbury Lions Club. And all these foundations raise money that goes back into the community, into the school systems, into these low-income uh, foundations that need support. A couple of weeks ago, we, we did a self-defense workshop for a woman's running group. So those type of things, if you do them with a sense of paying it forward instead of the angle of, well, okay, if you sign up today, right now, the first 10 people sign up after this workshop, you're going to get ABC. I, I, it just taints it. For us, it does. We feel like it really taints that opportunity because if we understand people aren't ready to buy, why sell them? But if you develop that relationship, if and when they are ready to buy, they come to you. They come to you. I believe you. And someone like me, and my wife's the same way. I hate people to try to sell me, selling me. I hate to go to places where people go and sell. It's like you can smell them. It's like, oh man, here we go. I'm turning around. I'm going somewhere else. But the consumer is more educated. As a matter of fact, yes. I don't want, and it might sound cool, but I want you to love the culture of the school. Because yes. if I'm raising your kid, what I always say to the parents, I got to make sure you're the right fit for our dojo because you're going to raise my kid. You are dealt. I don't care if my son is a black belt and he's 16 years old. He might be doing something that might not be right for him as he gets older. And because you are a good adult within my environment, I expect you to give him good advice. So it takes a village to raise a child. That's the whole concept for that. You take that away. I mean, who, who wants to? I don't want that. I want to build my community. I want my community to stand strong on the integrity and the principles of what martial arts truly is all about. And that's where it goes back to what you said before, mind, body, and spirit. Absolutely, Bam. I think the myth, though, is they think, oh, well, we're social worker status, right? That because we think this way and we run businesses this way, that we're leaving a lot of money on the table. We're artists who suffer for our art and we're not profitable. And you and I both know that's just simply not true. You know, some of the greatest philanthropers, you know, Bill Gates, I mean, they, and they don't billions of dollars they donate back. So that whole myth that we can't make money and impact our community, how do you get people to shift that mindset? Because I had someone said to me one time, they said, you have social worker mentality. I said, what? You know, I, my house just appraised the $2.7 million. What? Well, I mean, do you think they dismiss us because they know this is where the real work is and it's harder to do? Because it's well, not I, a shortcut, right? Let me run a Facebook ad and put a thousand bucks a month into my social media and I'll get new students versus organically, you know, doing this virtual auction on Saturday. I'll donate my facility, my voice, my time. And physically, we get nothing out of it. We donated a couple of weeks to camp. So someone would argue and they have a point, right? Well, you do that. You spend all that time. How many students do you get out of it? I said, I'm not concerned about that. 
It's irrelevant. Well, I'd much rather spend my time and money running a Facebook ad and doing split testing and figure out which ad and get new students. So how do we get them past that? And look well, you're at humbler, you're humbler than me on that subject matter because nobody's going to talk to me like that because the thing about it is this, is that I go back to the five pillars. I'm a, I believe I serve my, my higher power, my God. I believe I'm a good husband. I love my wife and I raise my kids. I believe that I serve my community where I can go right next door and knock on the mayor's office. I went to jail and now I can go to the mayor's office and hang out with the mayor. You going to tell me that it don't, man, it don't get no better than that. I hang out with the mayor too, Dan. I hang out with the mayor too. They trip on me, my little black beanie. And someone asked me the other day, they said, how come you go around the community dressed like that? You know, and you're a leader. I said, because honestly, I just want to chill. This is chill. I'm not a professor. I'm not a father. I'm no, right? I just, I'm just chilling. This is me in chill mode. You know, and most people don't bother me. I just shop and do my thing, you know, and, and there's that time, right? That yin and the yang, that chill time. Um, but, you know, I read that recently and, you know, I strive for that um, because it's, it's not uncommon. A lot of people dislike my philosophy in the industry and they're pretty open about it, right? They're pretty open about it. And that's okay. I think everyone's entitled to their opinion, but leadership with humility. Hello? Brandon? You're frozen there for... I'd love block delete because we don't have that time, you know? Yeah. Oh, let's see if we get this back. I think that's I'm my side, man. Okay, good. Yeah, so you, you, your picture just dropped out. Yeah. But I know for me, I know for me that um, it's so important that as hard as it is, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. You know, the other day I had an after-schooler. We've all had this. This after-schooler rolled up on me and started going off. And I'm looking at this nine-year-old kid going, do you realize I'm going to be speaking at Meta in a couple of weeks? That's what's going on in my head, right? But yeah. then I realized it's a nine-year-old kid. God put this kid here. I got to serve him. Let me check myself. Let me be humble and figure out what this kid needs, right? But this kid was... He didn't care if I was professor, eight degree, nothing. This kid had something to say. They were happy. They were looking at me with all this. I'm like, what? And, but you got to humble yourself. And I think that sense of humility, humility is an art. But in Western culture, when we hear the word humility, we think we're being humiliated. But we know right. that in Eastern philosophy, humility is the strength, right? And the crazy thing about this, um, Mr. Brandon, I mean, it's like, I'm going to go to the, the the lowest level of rock bottom. We all know I was in jail. I was locked up. But in order for me to survive that situation, I had to be humble. You know, there's a bunch of killers around. And these guys got life plus 50. Yeah, guys that don't want to come home. So why would I be egotistically driven to motivate them to want to take out their anger and end up staying with a, why would I be, why would I do that? So for me, I learned to be humble, even when I felt as though, you know, I was right. In that particular situation, I was trying to get a bigger, a bigger goal. And that goal was harmony. So what did I have to do? I had to learn how to be humble. If we teach them about bullying and awareness, come on, man, you got to teach a kid. Let's be real about combat. You teaching a kid, you, uh, uh, I'll take recent, yesterday here in, in Howard County, 
how Baltimore people, I need to say that again, and Howard County, a kid ended up stabbing another kid in school in a rich suburban community. Now, let's think about this. What do you tell kids? How to be humble, how to give that person a pass next time you see violence coming. You don't know what's going on. You can't just like go out and be throwing kicks and, and mountain and doing all that because the consequences are devastating. Guess what? You can, you can overexert yourself and hurt this kid and you could end up in jail. Come on, man. Humility is how we survive in the world. That's what martial arts, when, we, when Bruce said it's all about the art of fighting without fighting, you got to teach that. If you know, if you know the consequences of killing and hurting and, 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 and negative violence, the last thing you want to do is teach somebody how to go do something that's going to put them in that situation. That's what martial arts is all about. Well, Redirecting that. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but we both know what it's like to get punched really hard in the face. We know what it's like to put somebody down, both sides of it from growing up in the street. And, you know, I grew up in the blood and guts era. There were no groin cups, mouthpieces, gloves, feet gear. You stood in some funky gym and just basically beat the shit out of each other. I mean, that's it, but it's no fun. I don't care what anybody says, how many movies they used to watch. Beating up somebody is no fun. Getting beaten up is no fun. And you and I know that the consequences today are severe. Back in the day, you know, we would fight and then we'd go hang out. Nowadays, you you beat up somebody, they go get their cousin, they're gonna shoot you. Right? It's a whole different, it's a whole different it's a whole, whole different mindset. So you need you need meditation more than anything today because you gotta learn how to arrest those emotions. Yes, you sir. know, we yeah. can't allow our emotions to we understand that emotional content behind the technique is going to create incredible strength and it's going to give you an incredible performance on screen or on stage. But when you're dealing with everyday life, you can't let that anger emotion control you and reacting to someone else because they call you a name. They have a right to call you a name. They can say whatever they want to say. We as a martial artist got to take a higher ground. That's what we should be teaching. Yes, sir. But if you understand that, you would you would speak that truth. You can't, it, you got to, I, I think the key thing to this, and it goes back to Mr. Nick Kokinas. We as martial artists or as human beings, the study, and the study never stops. The study never stops. Can you hear me, sir? Yes, sir. I can hear you. I just couldn't see you. Yeah, I'm I can hear you fine. My, yeah, my thing is chopping up a little bit. But this, the, um, Self-development is there is no end to it. We don't graduate from it. And what we got to do is learn how to continue to help people and become better people so we can speak a better language because the language that the kids got to be communicated um, with today is far different than what we came up with. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I, I mean, I never grow tired of your passion and your love. You know, it's just it's so igniting. And I hope people are hearing that. You know, Bam has done it all. World champion, movie star, in jail. I mean, I, I, I watched his documentary and I was grateful that you even mentioned my name, man. That was so cool. <laughs> I mean, I feel so honored, you know, to just to, I, I know you and I connected in such a challenging way when Miss Kimber were going things, but, you know, it's like we're friends from, from another time and another era and maybe another lifetime. And, and I can't wait. I can't wait to finally give you a hug, sir. You know, when I get to see you in August. Um, so 
the school owner, when they come out in August, should they come with their students? Should they do the tournament? Is it an open tournament? Would be a good competition? Should they, you know, how should a school owner approach the event? Well, a school owner should be ready to have one of the most fantastic weekends that they didn't have since post-pandemic. Man, I'm telling you, first of all, the Capital Class is one of the biggest NASCAR tournaments there is out there right now. Um, we also have the WMAC Masters Reunion um, with the hit TV show that everybody's been asking for, Reboot. Well, I'm, we put together a little um, gathering of some of the stars, cast and crew to come out and you know, talk about the possibilities, a new book being released. Of course, we got our incredible event, but we're going to really be getting real, talking about the basic pillars of success, financial literacy, all those things that we really need to be teaching our children. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. We got young young entrepreneurs in our schools working. We got to show them. If, if I could teach my son how to be humble and service community at a young age right now, imagine how much more wealthy he's going to be as he gets older. Because he's going to truly know the art of giving. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. so we have that. And then we have a competition. We got seminars. We got point MMA certifications. We got seminars, Um, you know, uh, on uh, martial arts, we got competition. We got point MMA competitions. We got crazy athletics competition. And we even got a new division called One Out of 100. If you think you're in shape, you got 10 minutes to do a nonstop intense calisthenic obstacle conditioning workout within 10 minutes. If you break, you got to do burpees. We're going to step the game up. Man, it's all about changing and innovating. We can't be martial artists walking around unhealthy and unfit. And I'm not being disrespectful when I was say we got to walk the walk. You feel me? <laughs> yes, sir. I know. I, I'm, yeah. I, you know, I, I try to be compassionate about that. And I say, unless if it's a thyroid issue or it's medicinal, right, it's hard for you to sell anybody fitness if you're out of shape. Because it's, I think it's a lack of discipline, right? It's like, it's like somebody who's really financially broke trying to tell me how to invest. I don't, yeah. care, I don't care what suit you're wearing. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if you got a Brooks Brothers suit and you're wearing a Rolex watch. If you can't show me your bank account, then we don't have a conversation, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we just don't have that conversation. And, and that's, and I know there's a lot of debate because people will come out and say that, and I'll see it at the different groups that, hey, do you think a martial arts instructor should be overweight or out of shape? And again, if it's medicinal or it's a thyroid issue, I understand that and, and I'm compassionate towards that. But lead by example is real important as a parent for me, as, as an instructor, as a business owner, as a leader in my community, it's very important to lead by example, because again, I think I it earns trust. It's not that I'm not believable, but my example hopefully will earn trust with people. And I believe that's why our business is the type of business where the instructor cannot be totally absent, right? You see that a lot too. You need to work on your business, not in it. Get off the mat. Don't be on the mat. And my feeling about that is, I love being on the mat. You know, honestly, I had gotten away from it 
pre-pandemic because I was busy raising babies, right? My kids are 10 and 13 now, but I was a basketball coach. I was going to soccer games and I put on 25 pounds, man. Uh, what was with the pandemic when I put it on? And like a lot of people didn't, I looked at myself and said, whoa, 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 you can't be doing that, right? So I checked that really quick, but I, I, I don't think we're meaning to be disrespectful. We're just calling out data as, as it's witnessed. Right. And people get all up in arms about that. And they say that we're body shaming. Right. But they say, bam, that we're body shaming. And I don't believe it. You know, so here's the question they have for you. Sorry, guys. That's that's okay, Bam. That's okay, Bam. Can you hear me, Bam? I'm talking to you guys, Tony. Bam, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm you're breaking up a little bit. Okay. So, Bam, the question is, can you share your experience? in the film industry as a martial artist. Bam, can you hear me? Oh, let's see if I can get him. Bam, are you there? Bam, bam, bam. Well, we'll, we'll wait to get him back. But can you guys hear what's going on here, right? I think passion and purpose are real important. And when I use that example of Tesla, that's one example, right? Where they spend zero money on advertising, but all this money on research and development. You know, when that reporter cornered Steve Jobs and it's amazing how things happen magically. You know, when that thing came across my feet on Steve Jobs and I watched it, he didn't get mad at this guy. And this guy was just cold, just fundamentally just boom, calling them out, right? And when Steve Jobs said, well, we would never sit with engineers and coders and say, how can we make all these groovy gimmicks so we can package it and sell it to people? He says, what we do do is we start with the customer experience and what best serves our customers' needs. Then we build a product to support that. You see the purpose there? So if our purpose as martial arts instructors is to truly impact our community, to truly make a difference, to truly help this kid with no confidence become empowered, then starting here, what would our curriculum look like? Would it be the curriculum our teacher taught us and his teacher taught him and his teacher before him taught him that? I get it. I'm trying to preserve the integrity of Kempo. I get that wholeheartedly. I get that. And that's important for me. I want to do that. But the balance is I want to make sure the components are progressive and relevant for the needs of today's youth, right? How many are with me on that? Go ahead and put it in your comments. And while we're seeing if we can get Bam back on, I know if we're not going to get him or not. Again, let me do a little bit of housekeeping here. So I will be at the Warriors Mindset that's coming up in August. Look for the link. We'll post it at our pages. You know, come hang out. I think it's going to be a beautiful experience. Of course, it's Time Live Believe. We only have nine spots left for the four-day experience. And it is mind, body, and spirit. As Bam's talking about all my events, it's the mind, the body, and the spirit. Because all three must be fed equally to create a balanced human being, right? If I exercise and eat healthy, but I do nothing to learn, I don't read or anything like that, I'm unbalanced. If all I do is meditate and pray for my spiritual benefit, but I never learn anything new and I eat like crap, I'm unbalanced. So I strive, my purpose to live your best life is to be a balanced human being. If I'm a balanced human being, I take the right action. I make good choices. 
And that's really what that's all about. Martial arts teaches balance. So I could challenge anybody here watching today's show, come on, put meditation back in, right? We do it very simple with the kids. We say, okay, this is how we sit like a black belt, which is on with your hands in your lap, with your eyes closed. Think about paying attention, learning, doing your best, and having fun. Because if you're doing your best, it's lots of fun. And if you're paying attention, you're going to learn. That's it. And so it's kind of a guided meditation, right? I think the challenge is, I get it. I can sit in silence for you know, hours at a time on my own. We can't do that with young children. But what we can do is guide them through meditation. And even it's not how much you do, it's how well you do it. And if we do that short 20, 30 second meditation, it's powerful. It's powerful. I've never eliminated meditation from my curriculum. Never. So it really puzzles me that people have taken it out completely because your mind is truly the biggest muscle on your body. And if you might be rich, you might be physically strong, but if your mind suffers, it's impoverished, then you will suffer. How many great athletes, rich people have all suffered mentally, right? Because they never addressed that. They're too busy grinding and hustling and making that kind of money. So think about joining me for that. And as I shared, Sam on will be my special guest. He's going to be there with us and it's going to be amazing. It just is, but only nine people, nine spots for the four day experience. There's a QR code for wisdom, which is my mentoring program. We're in year, we're coming into month five and it is, it is my most ambitious work to date. It's a lot of work, but everybody in it is worth it. I've grown to love every one of them. And if you're ready for something real, real serious, and you're ready to read a lot, write a lot, you know, and, and, and really get into the heart and soul of why you've been stuck at hundred students or your business is not growing or your life isn't, isn't where you want it to be, then definitely choose to come hang out with me. Cool, cool, cool. All right, all right. So we only got a few minutes left. If you have any questions, put them in the comments. Put them in the comments. I'm here for you. And, and today's just, you know, anytime I get to hang out with Bam, I'm just so inspired. I mean, I, I, I can't express it enough. The inspiration he offers me is phenomenal. Phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. So what are your big takeaways today? You know, mine are one, live from purpose. Two, you got to love what you do. That old saying, do what you love and the money will come. It truly does. And I'm proof of that. You have to do it smart. You have to do it right. But do what you love. I mean, we're only here for a second, right? In this thing called life. And why wake up every day working a job you can't stand, hanging out with people you don't like, and doing things that don't make a difference, right? Bam talked about legacy. And what is going to be your legacy at the end of the day? right? The year I was born, the year that I died, that little dash in between, what's your legacy going to be? What's that going to look like? I don't know. I don't know. Right? Cool. So I want to thank everybody. Let me double back. I didn't get to say hi to everybody. And I want to make sure that I, I do that. Virginia, Journey Martial Arts, what's happening? Ricardo from New Jersey. James from Denver, Colorado. Ashton, what's happening, sir? Jason, Believe Martial Arts. Letitia, LC Accounting. Bob Poole. All right. Anybody else who's hanging out, please don't hesitate to put, put your, your school and where you're tuning in from the corner. We are a group. You know, we are the disruptors. And for me to be able to facilitate this amazing group of people is, is just, it's an honor. 
It's an honor all the time. So that's what I got coming up. I want to leave you with this. You know, I'm speaking at Meta on May 11th. And in my research, you know, one of their requests are speak on leadership post-pandemic. So again, a leading tech company like Meta, a la Facebook, they get that today's business climate is a lot different than it was pre-pandemic. So leadership has to change dramatically. Dramatically, it needs to change. And our own industry has witnessed that. I have two kids flying in this weekend for a black belt test that were students of ours, moved away during the pandemic, and they've been studying virtually the whole time. And they're flying in to do their black belt because that we won't do virtually, right? We're in the middle of testing and review month right now. And we have students walking in, sir, I finished this stripe online. Sifu Bender said for you to sign it for me. It's very cool. It's very cool. And as we look to remodel our schools, we have no front desk. We have no program directors. We're moving strictly to automation where people use kiosks to check in, buying things from the pro shop. Imagine taking your phone, going up to a QR code that's on the t-shirt, paying for the t-shirt, grabbing and going with it. That's, that's the whole evolution of what we're doing. So we can truly, and that's why I think my, my studio is such disruption in our industry. We all talk about getting to the point where all we have to do is teach, do what we love, teach, teach, teach. Well, guess what? With things like market muscles, with software, CRM systems like my studio, we really offer ourselves that opportunity, right? It doesn't replace humanism. It doesn't replace human interaction. It gives you more time to do that because all of this automation, it's very acceptable. Apps, QR codes, all of that in this brave new world is perfectly acceptable. It does not reduce the customer experience. It has changed the customer experience and enhanced it because we can truly devote our precious time to humanism and relating to people and engaging people while they check in via a kiosk instead of collecting a bunch of Rolodex three by five cards. You feel me? So think about that. So one more time, let me thank my sponsors, uh, Market Muscles, Kids Love Life Skills, um, LC Accounting, and my studio. This has been Success Never Sleeps. I am Brandon Beliso. Thank you so much to Bam, wherever he is out there in the ethernet. Sorry, we lost Bam. But if you get a chance and you want to reach out, follow Bam. His love and passion for the martial arts is phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. And he's a legend. He's a legend in every shape and way. And to me, he's my friend and my brother. I'm Brandon Belisto. This is Success Never Sleeps. Until we talk again, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life. <laughs>